Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. everyone it's Dina and <coughs> sorry and I am joined tonight by Ann Conley Say hello. Hi. what the fuck are you laughing about I, and it was just funny it was funny you said we're gonna go live so everybody stop acting stupid and then you went hi I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, it, it, uh, it, Tiffany hello and Laura Hidalgo what up, everybody? And uh, this should be a treat because Laura's been drinking and she never drinks. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. Uh, hey, let's talk to Ann because Ann, Ann has a new release out. And what, it came out just four days ago, I'm going to assume. And mm-hmm. uh, it's Pony Love. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously, it's Power of Love. And um, it's gorgeous, if I do say so myself. There are no ponies anywhere in it. There's no ponies anywhere. Sorry. <laughs> no pony love taking place. It's a... What What would you classify it as? Uh, a small town contemporary romance with paranormal elements and... Uh, Suspense. With paranormal uh, elements, like, yeah. The paranormal element is so good, though. It really is. It's it's not over the top. There's a it's. I mean, for someone who says that they don't like paranormal, they would like this book because it's not over the top. There's no shifters. There's no vampires or demons or shit like that. It's just an ornery ghost. I have one of those. I do. (laughs) And this, it what what's it in? It's in a series, right? Yes. And what series is it in? The series is called The Book Bitches. And um, it's a, a book club. And each woman in the book club gets their own story. And the uh, the women in the book club are all based on women in my own life, roughly based on my perceptions of their personalities and physical characteristics. Don't, you know, they're like, there's a character called Tiffany who looks a lot like Tiffany Fox. And she has blonde like hair with blue tips. But um, there's probably some stuff in the book that Tiffany Fox wouldn't do. But, you know, that's called... You never know. She could get freaky. <laughs> she did it. She had, you know... 
Laura, hold on to your wine. <laughs> God. Yeah, the first Tiffany book is has been drinking for several hours, so please use her drunken fucking mess ass. <laughs> oh, you're talking about me. <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even had one fucking how, beer. And how this, many podcasts have we had to ditch, Dina? <laughs> Two, because that was. <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. Sorry, Ann, this isn't about you. Um, I was told last night, well, you just look so quiet and reserved and, cons and conservative. Nuh uh. I was like, are you fucking retarded, dude? <laughs> you don't follow me on Facebook, do you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, no. Okay. So God, anyway. are you your tits all night long? I was not, not actually, last night, I was not grabbing my tits. I kept my hands below my waist. I don't believe it. What? <laughs> Did y'all see some of the comments that came up when I was like, look, I'm out in public. And someone's like, yeah, unless you're taking pictures, we don't believe you. <laughs> and uh, Amber Norgard up in Dallas says, what the fuck, is your house on fire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. So, anyway. So, book bitches. And how many, how many book bitches are there? There are six bitch in your series, and I'm kind of pissed off about that. You're not a book bitch. You're in the Peer Security series. Because I'm a kick-ass bitch. You are, you are a badass in the Peer Security series. In the Book Bitches series, there are six books. Um, and the book club is loosely based on my interpretations of my interactions with Vanessa Book, Tiffany Fox, uh, Melanie Matchek, and I really don't know how to say her last name because I only I've met her once, but I only know her on Facebook. So it might be Machek, Machek. I don't know. I always and, thought it was uh, or Machek. It could be that too. Uh, see, I'm looking at my notes on my wall. I, I don't want to forget anybody. Christy Every, uh, Haywood and Samantha Holt. So those are Christy, those are my girls. They, what about Ren? I'm just gonna say, Christy's character cracks me up already. Oh, okay. And do what, Tiffany? I said Christy's character cracks me up already. Like I was making notes in the book as I was editing. <laughs> it's funny stuff. She stirs the pot, and she then it, it, she that's she that's kind of her in real life. She's hilarious. Yeah, so, she's a shit stirrer. She's a pot stirrer. She's the one that tries to get everybody shit rolled up. And it's fun. Yeah. And um, she's a attention whore. <laughs> so, I have it. I have it on video of me calling her an attention whore and her taking it. And she took it. Right. So, and let me ask you a question. So, when every time you write, do you find yourself? Um, taking aspects of your own personal life besides your characters, but other things that you've noticed in life, or do you just kind of just wing it when it comes to your topics? Um, what was the last part of that, or do you just kind of like wing it, or do you actually grab real elements from your personal life where you write them in basically your books? So in this case, like with 
you know, with power or love, what would you take that story from? Like, it just kind of came to you, or was it something that you saw? Um, the power of love. Um, I wanted to write something that was kind of an homage to the people that have supported me in my in my career from the beginning. And so the characters came from them. The setting is what I'm comfortable with. I live in a town. I live in a small town. It's not as small as Mystic, Texas, but it has a lot of history, and people are really proud of their history. They don't don't forget the history of this place, kind of thing. And and um, woohoo, Texas. Yeah, it's kind of who we are. And uh, and and the ghost aspect. Everybody I know. Everybody, and myself included, has either seen a ghost, <laughs> experienced about it, and but nobody really talks about it unless you're all drunk sitting around a campfire, kind of thing, you know. So I just wanted to, so to write a story set in a town that had ghosts that everyone knew about, and it, it was just part of life, you know. Yeah, there's a ghost in my closet. So what? He's, he's <laughs> nice. My shoes to my dry shoes, kind of thing, you know. So it's a lot of it is about me and what I, I wish my real world was like, but Sounds and that's good. With, with most of my stories. I have, in fact, in this series, Christy is a bit of a socialite because there were too many normal um, people in the book, and so I kind of, and so I kind of um made her a little bit classier, and I warned her ahead of time. I told her, I said, you're going to be the town, the one who comes from the town money, and she laughed and thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but I don't know what expensive shoes look like, and I don't know anything about matching pantsuits and shit like that, and what do, what do rich people do? I don't know, because I'm not one, you know, kind of thing. So, But for the most part, it's me. <laughs> Stuff I've been exposed to, and what I know, and stuff. Awesome. Are you drinking Shiner? Yes. Nice. So, well, I was drinking Best Damn Root Beer, and I got about half of it done, and I was like, mm, no. So what are you drinking now? Uh, in honor of <coughs> Mystic Texas and Pony Love, I mean Power of Love. <laughs> Lone Star, bitches. <laughs> I love Lone Star. I grew up drinking Lone Star. I mean, I was drinking Lone Star in high school because I would steal my daddy's. Well, what are you drinking, Tiff? <laughs> Me? I'm drinking Blue Moon, but it's covered up by my fox sweater. Nice. Look, he has a hiney. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this in uh, Kima when Laura and Dina and I went. And, and I'm I drinking Stella Rosa, Stella Peach. It's my second bottle. <laughs> and it's delicious. Very sweet. Love it. Yeah. Lay down. Well, you know, last night I had a uh, 30 martini. And it was not a filthy fucking martini. No, really disgusted me because the bartender did not make a really good dirty martini. Sure, I'm glad I wasn't paying for that motherfucker. So, so 
So let me ask you, um, are you doing any giveaways right now, Anne, with your new release? Um, uh, I've, I've got a giveaway going on on my Facebook page for if you share a graphic. <laughs> You are entered to win a five Amazon gift card. I'm, I'm uh, aware of a giveaway Amazon of my book, um, but I'm not sure. You'd have to go to my Facebook page or Beyond Death's Facebook page and get the link to it. I didn't um, set it. I I've shared um, it in several groups. It's on my profile. It's on Beyond Death's page. It's in a whole. It's I've just shared it in um, the Book Bitches group. We had, there's still 19 copies available of this book. Nice. And I've shared it several times. I believe I shared it on the Badass Book Society. And there's, <clears throat> we'll talk about this more on the the publishing podcast, which I screwed this shit up, so y'all gonna have to deal with me. But um, what? But really? I did? And I wasn't even drinking, so I don't know what the fuck my problem is. Um, no, I actually put this one as badass pub instead of books and booze because I'm retarded. Um, so, but uh, we'll, t we'll talk more about the giveaway aspect on the pub podcast. What the fuck are you laughing at me for, goofball? Because you've, the, when we first started doing these podcasts, you've had 85 bottles of lotion behind you and now you've got 90 <laughs> bottles of oil. I'm just confused. It was funny. I'm sorry. I, I'm sensing a um, general theme here. <laughs> I am a hoarder of skin softening agents. Y'all are all. Y'all need to suck me. All right. Fucking suck my butt. Fucking bitches. Crunching. Touching. Got another one. Now, now my 85 bottles of lotion are over here out of view. <laughs> because y'all are fucking bitches. Okay, anyway. So, on the giveaway, and I didn't even know you could do this. I did go and look. I learned yesterday how to do it, and anybody can do it. You can go to the product page and run a giveaway for that product as long as you purchase that product. The author doesn't have to do it themselves. That was new to me. I was like, I had it added onto my, you know, list of shit to do whenever I had time. And it was figure out how to do these giveaways because they're new. They're a new thing. They're relatively new. They've only been around about a month. So. <laughs> yeah, it's really simple to do. Like you literally scroll to the bottom of the product page, click start giveaway, and go from there. Nice. And we'll t we'll talk about that more on the podcast. But like you said, it is a giveaway. It, it's one more way that people can get your book. And you know what? They don't have to pay for it. So I think everyone should should go and see and, and the beauty of these giveaways guys and look and see if um, there are live giveaways for what you're looking for well just for like, the authors out there who are interested in it and anybody else who wants to do it the beauty of these giveaways is if you win a copy you cannot return it Amazon does not allow you to return the copy and if you already own it you can't win it nice that's great that's that's great for authors. Absolutely. Seriously Absolutely. great for authors. Um, it would be really cool if authors could do their books and not be charged full price for them. Right. Uh, but all things considered, you know, Amazon's got to get theirs. 
then usually yeah, I mean, they just they just fucking just, rape you anyway. So, but um, I mean, if the author's paying full price for it, you're still getting the royalty off of it. True. You're you're, you're still going to get the royalty off of it. So, like, I bought twenty copies to give away at ninety nine cents. So it charges me nineteen eighty, and then whatever isn't given away is credited back. But then I'll just put that back into it and lengthen the giveaway to get rid of all of them. Right. And so, uh, if if she doesn't give away all of the uh, the copies, uh, she'll send me a link, and it will be uh, on the Amazon on the not Amazon on the YouTube page. If you're watching the video in the uh, information section, or it'll be on the Badass Book Society blog page about it. So, okay. and okay, now let's okay, talk yeah. about. Let's talk about. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. It, it was really bad feedback. Sorry. So, um, we'll have. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh. So, Anne, tell me about Power of Love. Okay. Vanessa moves. Oh, God. I had to do that yesterday, so I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm not going to ask for your elevator pitch. Tell me about this book. Who Who's the main heroine in the book? The main heroine in the book is Vanessa <laughs> Powell, and she is moving away from her overbearing dad. It's, it's a pretty typical new adult trope, but um, she's moving away from her overbearing dad, and she moves to a small town into this, this ancient cabin that needs to be restored, or at least fixed so that she can live in it. And she hires a handyman who uh, is Samantha's sister. Samantha is the girl who invited her to join the book bitches. And, Samantha's, uh, Samantha's sister or brother? Uh, yeah, brother. Thank you. Samantha's brother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know who's the alcohol or <laughs> No. It's Samantha's brother. So he comes by to fix up the house, and he, he they have a thing going on, but he doesn't think he deserves her because he's an ex-con. And that's uh, where the major conflict lies. And we don't, and you find out later like why he's an ex-con, and there's this big mystery behind it, and there's the drama, and... He doesn't get it. He doesn't get relationships. He doesn't know how to deal with relationships, and it's like, it's good. It's I mean the way the way that it's built up. Like I love his character and how much he struggles with understanding relationships. And um, it's I don't know. Link is just like he's the bad boy, but you love him. Like you love him from the beginning. Like, there's no hating him. Even when he fucks up, I couldn't hate him. Oh, God, I hated him. So, was, was he in prison? Yes. Yes. How long was he, he in prison? Is this part, he is was, it part of something he was in, that you shouldn't know going he was in, in? What? Is it part of, uh, is it something that you shouldn't know going in? Why he was in prison? Is that giving away anything? Um, yeah. yeah if something away, then don't tell me. I won't tell you why he was in prison, but I'll tell you he was in prison for seven years right after high school, so he missed all of the 
formative years. Yeah, all the formative relationship years of dealing with women. And he has a conversation with his dad later in the book about, you know, you dealt with girls and then you got pushed into having to deal with people with women who have already done the the dated the fuck ups and stuff, you know, because that's what your early twenties are really all about. Yeah. Fuck ups. Dating, you know, Definitely and he's like So poor Link goes from high school girls to grown damn women and he doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, well, you know what? There's a lot of people that aren't ex-cons that still don't know how to deal with grown-ass women. I'm just saying. Truth. <laughs> you all right over there? <laughs> ice? What? Is someone chewing ice? That's me nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're eating nuts. She said she's eating nuts. <laughs> she's eating nuts. <laughs> Chomping down on those fucking nuts, too. They're delicious. <laughs> that was for Laura's benefit. Rocky Mountain Oysters. Crunchy Rocky Mountain Oysters. Sorry. So, anywho. So, in so Power of Love. See, look. I have... Fucked with Anne so much, making up all these obnoxious names for Power of Love that I have to stop myself <laughs> from calling it all the other shit. I call it just to irritate the shit out of her. Um, so, Power of Love is available on as an ebook and a print book. It's just not live as a print yet. Correct. Because between Laura and myself, we made that motherfucker gorgeous. Yeah, it's girl. So, it is gorgeous. Which is another reason, as an author, you should have your cover designer and your formatter talk and be on good enough terms that your cover designer will send the graphics to your interior designer so they can spiffy them up and make a print and ebook that looks gorgeous. Yes, so. ma'am. So, Anne, I know you have a handsome cover model. Uh, who was the cover model on your cover? Michael Walding. Okay, and who was the photographer? The photographer was Eric David Battershell. Eric Battershell. That's <laughs> um, beautiful work. And I had um, just told him that I needed a golden god, basically is what I said. And so he sent me a box boxes, and, and that's what he, I got uh, Michael Walding, and it was his first cover shot that he, he was on. So I feel I broke his cherry, and I feel pretty cool about that. What, what do you need? I'm doing a podcast right now. Okay. You can, but you have to be quiet and stop looking at me like that. Just sit right there. And we're going to use bad words. So. Yeah. So I broke his cherry. I was his first cover. And um, and it's it's gorgeous. It's It ended up being absolutely beautiful. And believe me, we took a long time trying to find the right fit for that cover. So it was fun yeah. to try to get the the book element into it as well as trying to add the suspense to it. Um, obviously the romantic end was him himself. So, 
it's always fun times. Yeah. But that was hard, and that's something that that, that um, communication is is key is key between the cover designer and the author. Because the first cover that you did, I liked, but the last cover you did blew my fucking socks off. It's fascinating, isn't it? You can shut the door or not, whatever. You know, um, I actually had this discussion the other day uh, with somebody, and. I guess I'm not. I don't know how other graphic designers work uh, myself, but I do know that I try to make sure that I work with the author because it's their cover, and um, it's you know it's basically I don't like to impose my view on it. I just it's something that I just don't do because I may have an idea completely different, and then they have an idea that's completely different, and then we're just wasting time. So I just like to feel like what they're telling me and I try to make it better and marketable. And it took us a little bit to get to where we got, but I mean as soon as we kinda got the the edge down and we kinda narrowed it down with what we wanted, we were able to create something that I love. And I think it came out gorgeous. Unique in its own. I think it looks great. I did, and you know what? What I thought about it was that it didn't necessarily look like you know, they they used to call them bodice rippers, you know, the heaving bosom. Only now there's like the male equivalent of the heaving bosom, right? So you have all of these covers that are just like man chesticles, <laughs> and. So it didn't look like that. It's very classy. It's a very classy cover, and you can't tell that it's you, there's there's no you know like wind blowing with the guy's mane of fucking hair that wouldn't really happen in real life. And if it does, it belongs on like your coffee barista dude, you know, because they're the only ones that really have long hair anymore. Pretty much. So, <laughs> but um. You know, I I noticed not much as I was formatting because sorry, and normally I do get sucked in on Anne's books, usually about um, I don't know chapter four, chapter five, and as I'm formatting, I go through and I'm like skimming, and then probably about the middle of the book, I I read, you know, word for word as I'm formatting, and um. I actually have to stop myself from doing it, and so I was able to stop myself from reading this book as I was formatting it. Sorry, Ann. That's okay. So, I, I don't really know much except uh, Link and Vanessa, and there's a sheriff in it. Yeah. There's a sheriff in it. Is the sheriff hot? Oh, yeah. They're all is, is the sheriff going to be in one of your other books? Are, yeah. are all of your characters in the book? I mean, even your secondary characters. Because I know your your main group of women are, are going to be in books. But because I'm going to assume it's a small town, anyone you're meeting in the first book, they're probably going to be in subsequent books, not necessarily as a love interest. Right. Uh, most of them are not love interests because there's only six women, and um, there's a lot of people in, in that I introduced in this first book, and it was that was hard um, to introduce because there's a murder mystery that reaches through the whole series, 
in addition to mystery in the book. So there, I had to introduce suspects for everything and, and love interest for future, future books because they're all interwoven and they have relationships with each other. So this, and that this isn't going to be one necessarily like Stories of Serendipity. You can read each book as a standalone. Yeah. And it's better and the as peer well securities you can in too. The peer and securities you can do that too. Right. They don't have to be read in order, but it would help, you know, if you want to know how Ryan and Krista got together, then read their book first or whatever. But um, this series you will have to read book one, book two, book three, book four because – um, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's happened, and there is going to be some crossover <laughs> between peer securities in this series. Like, um, one of the guys is going to come in and help out with the bodyguard issue and, and stuff like that. So, there's um, it's confusing. I, I have papers all over my office. It's confusing. And that's why it took me longer to edit this one, because I wanted to make sure that I could keep everyone where they were supposed to be, like in my head too, as yeah. I was doing it, like especially when all the bitches are together, you have to make sure that you, like, I was trying to make sure that I could follow the conversation and who was talking and who was doing what and... Right. Yeah, so... Well, are you, are you gonna, have you thought, and the only reason I, I even bring this up is because for mine, I found it was easy if I did like a family tree, because in, in mine, my, my characters are related. And so, you know, are are you gonna have anything like that? Have like a, I don't know, crib sheet for yours? <laughs> um, I I no because, and this is this is how my brain works. I have never been able to draw out a family tree, even for my own family. Just all the brackets and shit confuse the fuck out of me. All right. And I, I can't think nearly. I'm just my brain doesn't work that way. If 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 you guys could see the way my files are set up in my computer, y'all would shit bricks. Oops, sorry, did I just say that? An eight-year-old. He hears a lot worse. Um, when Ann when Ann emails me files of the book, she'll email me one and be like, "Oh shit, don't use that one. Here, use this one. Oh wait a minute, that's the wrong one. Hold on a second. I get about four emails from Ann before I get the actual file I'm supposed to be their working on. like all I eat emails for one day, and then come in and look at the last one. <laughs> and but their you know name seems like, really complain. I do the same thing to Ann. one. Yeah. I do the same thing to Anna. I was like, oh, wait, don't use that one. I forgot. I didn't put this in it. So, yeah, I can't really complain. So, well, Anne, I want to thank you for being on Books and Booze. Thank Books you. Thank you for having me. And, um, <laughs> I have to deal with you fucking drunken bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bottles, giant bottles of fucking oil on the shelf behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. They're not giant. Know. Hey, That's look, giant. you can put insides to my phone. They're not giant. That's giant. That's. This is not giant. This is, is it a four-ounce bottle? Yeah, it's four ounces. Yeah, that's a big bottle. Fucking bitches, shut up. 
So, so it's like uh, four times 30? Is that how many you have there? <laughs> four ounces times 30? Is that about it? Yeah, it's probably about 30. Because, you know, I got and I got eucalyptus and geranium, peppermint, lavender. Say jojoba one more time. What? Say jojoba one more time. Jojoba. <laughs> jojoba. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Y'all <laughs> don't know about the butters. <laughs> oh, you fucking cunts. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are going to make me like... <sighs> Alright. Well, and it was awesome. Hey, it was yeah, great, we'll and I will see you bitches in just one moment. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Salute. All right, out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.